time for the March 3rd, 2023 edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a personal recollection of the last 168 hours of history, broadcasting on If Pets Had Thumbs Day from the University of California at Irvine on KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And as always... The thumbless one who puts the fun in dysfunction, Mahler, the fake news dog. Hey, Mahler. Today we'll be talking about laboratory monkeys, parking lot prices, public school teachers, recycled glass, the kissing machine, and so on. And so forth. Many things. Many. But first... How's your urine stream today, Mike? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I noticed you just rushed into the bathroom when you got here. I've I've been drinking a lot of green tea the last week or so. And uh, going through almost a pitcher a day. Wow. You know, uh, whatever that is. A couple of quarts worth every day. Two quarts. Yeah, and so by virtue of that background information, my stream has been pretty solid over the last... Yeah. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, thank you. From Ars Technica. Hmm. New research revealed that insects called glassy-winged sharpshooters have an anal stylus capable of flicking urine droplets at very high speeds. (laughs) The sharpshooters drink huge amounts of water, not unlike you, Mike, and as a result, pees frequently, not unlike you, expelling as much as 300 times its own body weight in urine every day. Wow. Again. Wow, yeah. Not unlike you. 150 tops for me well, my body weight yeah yeah i mean that so stops yeah what you're saying right now is it's in the millions of uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Of, uh, quarts of water that you <laughs> yes. urinate every day yeah that's incredible it is rather than producing a steady stream of urine sharpshooters form drops of urine on their anus and then catapult those drops <laughs> away from their bodies at high speeds what Ars Technica reported as 10 times faster than a Lamborghini. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which would make the urine drop speed over 2,000 miles an hour. Now, I was figuring out, and that breaks the sound barrier. Okay. Yeah, because sound so, barrier is like 800 So you would something. feel it before you heard it coming. I kind, suppose kind of, so. You, I, I don't know. Yeah, and it might hurt when it hits you, too. I, I have no idea. 2,000 miles an hour, it might. Key to the pee flinging is something <laughs> called the anal stylus. We have a couple of styluses on our yeah, tray do. tables over yeah. here, but nothing like the anal stylus. The authors of the study showed that using this super propulsion mechanism takes four to eight times less energy than simply producing a urine stream. That's something you might want to think I'm of. I'm going to think about that. Yeah. As an advantage, flinging their urine drops farther away makes it less likely that the sharpshooters will be detected by predators. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know if you ever walk... You've of course, you have a lady. Yes, a work lady. Your dog, mm-hmm. little uh, dachshund. Technically, my dad's dog, but yes, I do walk Technic- lady. Well, yeah. But you've, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time. If you were time. to ask lady, yeah. who's who the dog she walker? closer to? Well, who's the dog walker? Uh, oh, she doesn't care for you? No. Uh, no, no. I really, uh, I, I, I know my place in the house, so. But lady, you know, she sniffs. Yeah, she does. She might go after one of these sharpshooters. <laughs> But they're flinging their urine so far away, yeah. yeah. she doesn't know where they are. Yeah. 
And at 2,000 miles an hour. Yeah. That's pretty, Look out. That's impressive. The sharpshooter is not the only type of insect to employ this kind of excretion strategy. Nature has many frass shooters, butt flickers, and turd hurlers. <laughs> but this is the first time super propulsion has been observed in living organisms. Wow. Yeah. Although I've seen Mahler out... Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I've seen him out turd hurdling, too. I mean, I've seen hurdling. that. Yeah. Oh, he hurdles and hurls. And hurls. Well, I've yeah. seen him. It's a it's an Irish-Scottish thing he learned. Yeah. 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 Well, they have that competition. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they know. do. Speaking of urinating, from Science News, lemons. You ever? Uh, Love lemons. Know. You like lemons? Oh, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Do you think you consume a lemon a day? No. I, should I? But, be? You, but you like to squeeze a lemon love, in your. Uh, I love the smell of lemon. It's one uh, of my go-to fragrances. If well, I understand that, but I mean, as far as yeah. ingesting a lemon. Yeah, I you... put lemons on as many things as it seems feasible for them yeah. to be on. Like Bro- broccoli, broccoli, yeah, asper- it's great asparag- broccoli. asparagus, asparagus oh, very well. Yeah. Potatoes, a Potato? little bit of wow. my ve- vegan butter and some lemon in there. You had to say vegan, didn't you? Lemons contain nanoparticles by the way, that when fed to rats, block kidney stone formation. Wow. Scientists reported in the February 22nd edition of the scientific journal Nano Letters. That's where this information comes from. If the tiny sacs do the same for humans, the nanoparticles might one day offer a way to prevent kidney stones in people. Lemon juice is a well-known home remedy for kidney stones. Did you know that? I did not know that. Well, start no, drinking lemon juice. <clears throat> yeah. Can't go wrong. I, I agree. I love, yeah, I love a good yeah. lemon. Lemon water is, ab- yeah, absolutely right. And kidney stones form when minerals crystallize and clump up inside the kidney. Those rocky clumps can knock around in the urinary tract, slicing and dicing tissues as they eventually pass out of the body. You don't like that idea, do you? No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. People often imagine kidney stones as tiny pebbles. But sometimes they bulk up like rocks the size of your fist. (laughs) That's why prevention is key. And that's not a joke. That's for real. You don't pass that. No, you don't. uh, If you're urethra or whatever you call that thing. You you pass out is what you do if you've got something that big. Inside edible and medicinal plants like lemons, ginseng, grapefruit, and dandelion, the research team found extracellular vesicle-like nanoparticles, tiny sacs stuffed with molecules including fat, protein, and DNA. And those nanoparticles are helping get rid, at least in the rats, of kidney stones. They're finding, not the rats, but the scientists, <laughs> their findings suggest these particles curb development of calcium oxalate crystals, the most common culprit in, in the formation of kidney stones. By the way, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the listenership. Oh, I know. Well, I mean, it's gone, we have 14,000 it, it, right now. It's plummeting. Oh, plummeting? Yeah, it's plummeting. Now, well, people were listening to music for winners, yeah, and, and they heard yeah. the now it's going to be news for losers, and <laughs> that the title alone. Yeah, I don't think that was a good marketing idea, for, uh, to tell you the truth. But, um, yeah, it's just plummeting at this point. What shall we call the show, then? Uh, kind of, let's see. 
Let me think about it. News for better people. <laughs> yes. If you're a better person, yeah. this is news for you. It is news for you. Yes. News, news for Mahler. News that Mahler approves of. If you feel like you wish you had an anal stylus, may I recommend a donation to KUCI to calm you down? Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. Commercial-free, freeform, free speech radio, KUCI, 88.9 FM. From Scientific American. That's been around for a long time. Yes, it has. It is. wonder who came up with the name of that. Scientific American? Yeah. I, I it imagine. It had to be American. You know? And I'm probably a scientist. We're not doing any of that Chinese science. No, none of that. No, it's all, this is all stuff that has to do with America. Uh, it turns out that the alpha wolf, alpha male concept is a myth. Is that right? Yeah. That's been known for a long time, Mike, but I didn't I know just that. thought I'd humiliate no, you. No, no, I had no idea. I thought yeah. I, yeah, I thought. You thought you were yeah, an I alpha thought, male. Well, I never thought I was an alpha wolf, but, or male, or whatever. No. Yeah. Never. The pervasive idea that wolf packs are led by merciless dog-like dictators, or an alpha wolf, comes from old studies of captive wolves done in the mid-20th century and lends itself to a shorthand for a kind of dominant or even toxic masculinity. Mm. But captive packs are nothing like wild ones when it comes to wolves. When keeping wolves in captivity, humans typically throw them together, the adults together with no shared kinship. There's no families around. Wolves are used to being in little families. Yeah, packs, yeah. 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 In these cases, a dominant hierarchy arises, but it's the animal equivalent of what might happen in, in a human prison, not the way wolves behave when they are left to their own devices. Right. Wild wolf packs are families usually made up of a breeding male, a breeding female, and their offspring from the past two to three years that have not yet set out on their own. Which makes it about 10 wild wolves or so. Right. There's no alpha wolf in the wolf family. And by the way, how's your dad, Mike? My dad's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Does he think he thinks of himself as an uh, alpha? Uh, yeah, I think he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's a problem. He still thinks he is the yeah, alpha. And he's like 140 years <laughs> old now. Which... He's, yes, he is. Yes. His brother's... Birthday is next Friday. Yeah. 99. Oof. Yeah. 99. Now, I thought he just lost a brother. He did. Who was 100? Who was 103 months. So, Jim, Jimmy's going for the record. And He's still in the 100 record. years and three months. And three months. <laughs> 103 months. That would no, be sad no. and almost impossible <laughs> given when he was 100 born. And, yeah, and the three months. So, yeah. he made it to the quarter turn for 101. These are old people. These are very old people. And did they all think they were alphas? Maybe his... No, his sister did not think she was a alpha. But, did, yeah, they're... No. no. Oh, who was his sister? We, had a this sister, is somebody new sister now. Who had a sister who lived to be 97. Uh, she passed a few years ago. She was the oldest in the family. so yeah. she, she Until? Until she yeah. wasn't. From the Washington Post, the U.S. may be running out of lab monkeys. Really? Yeah. 
Well, okay, I'm curious why. I'm very curious why. We have them, but not enough, I should say. An ongoing shortage of lab monkeys used in scientific and medical experiments is about to get worse as fallout continues from a federal investigation into an alleged monkey smuggling ring in Cambodia. Several major laboratory monkey supply companies are warning of supply constraints, delays, and higher prices that they say could eventually lead to bottlenecks in drug testing. Nationally funded primate research centers maintain domestic colonies for biomedical research, but about 30,000 lab monkeys are imported each year to meet demand. Cambodia has emerged as the largest international source of monkeys used in research after China stopped exporting primates and monkeys during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. The disruptions come on top of an already strained lab monkey supply in the United States. And that number is surprising, 30,000 a year. That seems like... They're imported. Just 30,000 are imported. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, when you have a lab monkey test of something, like say you're making the, uh, the mRNA uh, virus right. uh, uh, shot, the right. solution to that, you don't just have one monkey. Yeah, yeah. You got a whole fleet of monkeys, Yeah. Right, whatever they call them. A bushel of monkeys. A bushel of monkeys. Yeah. Well, I, sometimes they refer to it as a barrel. A barrel of, of monkeys, that's yeah. true. yeah. Yeah. I think it would be several barrels of monkeys yeah, to, to actually do an uh, mRNA test. Yeah. What do you but, think, Mark? But, I mean, for Kim uh, Kardashian's cosmetic line. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know, that's different. Yeah, that would be. You don't want that no, to happen. No. Yeah. They could test it on. Never mind. I'm Therein is the rug. How about self-driving cars? You might put a few monkeys in a self-driving car, although <laughs> I don't see what the purpose is. <laughs> from Vice. Increasingly, cars are too big for parking spaces as any monkey will tell you, (laughs) especially in parking garages and other paid parking lots where developers pay close attention to the economics of space size. I bet they do. Now, in the third decade of the bigger is better and biggest is best car size trend, people are starting to notice that their big cars suck. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I don't think I have a big car, but I, I think my car is a medium-sized car. I think it's small. I would say it's not a subcompact, but a compact. Okay. And I pull into parking places where I have to limbo out of the door. Because there's these big there, well, be, yeah, because SUVs the, yeah, but on also parking side. spaces, I believe, anecdotally, are, are more narrow than I remember them being. Well, there was that time. Where they thought there were going to be compact cars in the United yeah, States. This is probably true. in the later 70s and yeah. early 80s. Yeah. We had the Pinto. There was a number of smaller cars. And they cars started making and, smaller yeah, spaces. Smaller cars, yeah. And everybody was going, oh, well, this is good. Yeah. We can fit more cars in the parking lot. We won't be <laughs> paving over so much land. Right. And then Ronald Reagan became president. Yeah. And, yeah. and then he took the <clears throat> solar panels off the White House uh, roof. Yeah. And, and Katie, all hell broke loose. Yeah, all hell broke loose. Exactly yeah. right. The width of a parking space is the result of a carefully balanced determination between convenience, economics, and circumstance. Most parking spaces are about nine feet wide. Spaces at a Costco or Home Depot where people need more space to load their cars may be 10 feet wide. They only give you an extra foot, and you're having to put in a, uh, God knows what, a barbecue. Naturally, everyone wants bigger spaces. Well... 
not naturally. They want more room around yeah, themselves. Yes. They, they, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I don't want my car to be dinged up because I parked where I was supposed to, in an yeah, appropriate I, way. I, I usually know. park way far away. What's the What's the deal? I know people that like drive around the parking lot <laughs> looking for the best place. What the? <laughs> what's going on there anyway? Yeah, what yeah. do they think this is accomplishing? Other yeah. than they have to walk a little bit less. Yeah. For a surface lot, there's like you know you're driving down to. Right. Target here in Irvine, and mm-hmm. there's no big parking structure. You're looking at $7,500 just to build one parking I space. wondered about that, $7,500. Yeah. What yeah. do they bring in? They, well, yeah. they have to flatten things. They're just talking about everything. Yeah, yeah okay. You know, gotcha. just $7,500 by the time you you pay for the grading and the yeah. asphalt and, the, and the pay the guys to blah, spread blah, it blah. around, all that stuff, yeah. For an underground garage in the city, it can be $200,000 per space. Easy. It can be more than that. Structured parking lots, the uh, several stories high, above ground, it's forty to forty-five thousand dollars per space. And as a result of these economics in the world of parking spaces, inches matter. Mm-hmm. Our cars are getting too bloody big to fit in a conventional parking spot, and I'd say it's time to charge by the foot. <laughs> From reasons to be cheerful. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows. We are two of the most cheerful humans on the planet. Absolutely. Recycled glass turned into sand is restoring Louisiana's shrinking coastline. Oh. Yeah. It's just one example of how pulverized glass is finding new purposes in landscaping, construction, and coastal restoration. Glass Half Full, a low-profit, limited liability company in New Orleans, recycles about 100,000 pounds of glass every month. Wow. So far, they've diverted 3.2 million pounds of glass from landfills with just eight employees. Restaurants and other businesses can pay glass half full to pick up their glass waste. Currently, 70 businesses have signed up and 300 are on the wait list as the company is scaling up. The main component of glass is silica, essentially sand. Yep. Much of glass half fulls glass gets blasted into sand that can be used for restoring coastline and landscaping. When a hurricane is forecasted, the company gives burlap bags filled with glass sand to residents for flood protection. Nice, nice. Cooperating with a local glass blower and jewelry designer, the company also started a jewelry shop, Nola Alchemy. That's nolaalchemy.com if you're interested. That shows off the beauty of recycled glass that has been crafted into amulets and beads. Very nice. The Environmental Protection Agency, by the way, reports that less than a third of glass in the United States gets recycled. That's a shame, too, because there's so many things that are made of glass that you can use for fun things. Yes. While more and more communities ban single-use plastic, glass bottles are only environmentally more friendly than plastic bottles if they get reused. (laughs) You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us on the web at KUCI.org, on Facebook at facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9, on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com, and on Twitter and Instagram at KUCI88.9FM. That's right, Mama. From The Guardian. Okay. In California and across the country, teachers are navigating a difficult terrain, making enough money to afford living in the districts where they serve. 
And this has been going on for years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, try to live in Irvine and teach in Irvine. Research by the Economic Policy Institute found that public school teachers nationally make nearly 24% less in weekly earnings than comparably credentialed college graduates in other fields. When benefits like health care are taken into account, the total compensation penalty for becoming a teacher is just 14%. But that's still the widest gap since 1979. It's crazy. This makes it increasingly difficult for teachers to live in the same communities as their students, forcing them to commute long distances to and from school and taking on second jobs. In December, UTLA, UTLA, the Los Angeles Teachers Union, Mm -hmm. proposed a 20% raise in salaries over the next two years, among other demands like smaller class sizes. So far, no dice. In greater Los Angeles, a teacher in their first year makes about $49,000, whereas a low-end apartment rental is about $2,300. That's low-end. That's about as cheap as you can get in, meaning that new teachers would pay at least half their salary in rent each year. The standard for budgeting rent is 30%. It's a 30% rule. It's even called that where you spend a maximum of 30% of your monthly income on before taxes on your rent. That means that rent on a low-end apartment should be about $1,200, to give you an idea. Or that Los Angeles teachers should make at least 82000 yearly yeah. in order mm-hmm. to be able to afford to live there. I'm not suggesting that, but there's something wrong with the equation here. Right. We have to do something to address it. We yeah. always talk about teachers as the most one of the more invaluable occupations in any functioning society. It's always teachers and doctors and lawyers are always kind of lumped together as these essential parts of a, of a good, well-structured society. And we don't. We don't pay them very well. And it has been this way for a long, long time. And now we have the added benefit of the intrusion of right-wing lunatics into our public school system and trying to impose their will. We won't get into it now, but at some point I'd like to talk a little bit about DeSantis's plan to dumb down the people of Florida in, in profound ways. But, but, uh, in profound ways? Yeah. I thought they were already pretty stupid. Prof- well, Just yeah, kidding. Yeah. People of Florida. We love Floridians. You. Yeah, Floridians. Yeah. Oh, took another hit in the uh, streaming service. Oh. Well, it was somebody from Florida. More yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently half of our audience lives in Florida, apparently. From our good friend Michael Hiltzik at Los Angeles Times. Another thing that I know is going to piss you off, Mike. Okay. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zoslav is at the top of America's most overpaid chief executive greedy bastard list. That's published by, annually by the consumer advocacy group As You Sow. In 2021, when the total shareholder return of Zaslav's company declined by 22%, Zavlas got a raise from $37 million to $246 million. Oh, God. A gain of 554%. The ratio of Zavlas paid to the median Discovery employee was 2,972 to 1. God. The Ugh. average among Standard & Poor's 500 companies is 324 to 1, to give you some idea. And that's excessive. Yeah. During the pandemic year of 2021, which ended with a surge of inflation that persisted until 2022, the CEO worker pay gap at low-wage companies widened. 
The average gap between CEO and medium pay rose from 604 to 1 in 2020 to 670 to 1 in 2022. So at a time when people really needed help, yeah. CEOs were still screwing them. Among the 106 companies in the sample where median worker pay in 2021 failed to keep pace with inflation, 67 instituted stock buybacks, which helped to drive CEO pay higher, totaling $43.7 billion, the buybacks. The leaders in this club, in this club were Lowe's, Target, and Best Buy. Not some isolated firms that you never hear about. We buy stuff from these people yeah. who are in turn screwing our community. Lowe's, Target, and you said Best Buy? Uh-huh. Okay. I want to make sure they're in my brain next time I want to make a, a choice as uh-huh. to where I'm going to go buy something. It's hard, especially with like a bigger hardware store. I guess Ace is the best way to, place to go because yeah. Home Depot is screwed. Yeah. Well, and the chairman is an asshat yeah. as well. So, uh-huh. yeah. right. This year is Aslav, the uh, discovery guy, is joined in the top five greedy bastard list by CEOs of Estee Lauder, Intel, Las Vegas Sands, Coca-Cola, J.P. Morgan, Chase, and Walt Disney. You know, it used to be, and I don't know that it was all that long ago, that just because you were wealthy didn't mean that you had now carte blanche license to steal more money than you were entitled, than you, than you should ever have had. Well, it's kind of back and forth, but not to the extremes that right. they're stealing money. Back in the 90s, remember people organizing around teachers and teachers' pay back in the 90s. And at that time, the argument was that the CEOs of big companies were making 200 times what the yep. average worker was. And that seemed completely outrageous at that time. Yep. And we are way past that. From New England Cable News. You hear about this um, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, what he's been doing lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He posted a photo on his social media accounts showing what he said appeared to be a mythological woodland spirit similar to an elf. Okay. But Lopez Obrador seriously wrote that the photo was taken three days ago by an engineer. It appears to be an aluk. And that aluk is a mischievous spirit in Mayan folklore. Then Obrador wrote, everything is mystical. Oh, my God. The nighttime photo shows a tree with a branch forming what looks like a halo of hair and what may be stars forming the figure's eyes. So you look at this thing and you see it's a tree and it's at night and there's a couple of dots that are close enough to be eyes. And the flash of the camera illuminated this tree in such a way that it kind of looks like there's a face there. Okay. According to traditional Mayan belief, aluxes are small, mischievous creatures that inhabit forests and fields and are prone to playing tricks on people like hiding things. In other words, when you lose something, you don't need to take blame for it. You just blame an alux. Some people leave small offerings to appease them. (sighs) The ancient Mayan civilization reached its heights from 300 A.D. to 900 A.D. on the Yucatan Peninsula, where their descendants continue to live. Government engineers and workers are now constructing a tourist train on the peninsula that is Lopez Obrador's pet project. So my guess 
Yeah, I think it's going to be... Lopez Obrador is catering to the (laughs) alpha-jacent voting bloc. (laughs) That's right. To gain support for his tourism campaign. Right. Yeah. Why couldn't this have been a chupacabra? Well, it could have been. I'm saying, I I mean, if we're going to bring in mythical creatures, you know, that's one I'm familiar with. I might go see that one. Well, but he doesn't want to frighten people away from from the Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah, that's true. He wants it to be magical. Like Ireland, you know, yeah, and you and and elves and I shouldn't say bad. That's a bad thing to say. Elves, Tani Tunuvial, I love you. I didn't mean anything by that. Well, there's nothing wrong with an elf. It's just kind of not real. Gosh, when I was a young man, I thought we would be done with elves by now. You know, I thought we'd be done with a lot of things yeah. by now, but. From NPR Florida, a new bill has been proposed in Florida that would enact a series of animal protections and guidelines like banning cat decline, animal testing for cosmetics, Mm -hmm. and hanging uh, and dogs hanging their heads out of car windows. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. a lot of those against this part of it because he likes that rush of smells that comes when the wind blows up his nostrils. Yeah, but Mahler. There's a lot of dust and who knows what's in the air. God. Anyway, Florida Senate Bill 932, filed by state minority Democrat leader Lauren Brooks, says that dogs would not be allowed to stick any part of their bodies out of the windows, ride in the driver's lap, or ride on motorcycles. Dogs traveling in motor vehicles would not be able to ride on roofs, fenders, or hoods. Well... I guess they have that problem in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This seems to be... Or Louisiana, is this? Where am I? Uh, Florida. I am in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if it's pervasive enough to where you have to pass a law yeah. to keep yeah. your dog from sitting on the hood of your car while you're driving it around, yeah. you've got to get the hell out of there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, officer, but there's no law against my dog riding on my roof. <laughs> They would need to be secured in a size-appropriate crate, be in a harness or pet seat belt, or be under the supervision of someone other than the driver, the bill says. Dogs would be able to ride in the beds of pickup trucks, but only inside the crate. And the crate would have to be big enough for them to sit, stand, or turn around. It wouldn't just be one that would essentially be some sort of bondage device. Violators would be subjected to non-criminal traffic infractions. The bill would also make it illegal to declaw cats unless for therapeutic purposes, like an injury mm-hmm. or an illness. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that one? You know, I declawed uh, a couple of my cats, and I'm sorry I did it. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't Why? know at the time. Well, because it's, it's, it's a terrible thing to do to a cat. Now, I understand. No, why? Well, they use well. I okay. You, if, if it's an indoor cat, yeah. Let's say it's an indoor. Yeah, cat. it's an indoor cat. Yeah. And I know they do. I just want to know why. I'm I not. It, I don't know. This it, isn't an I, argument. I, I just I, the argument that was made to me was that it was cruel to do to them. And yeah. that, but I would say again, but I'm they're living a life of luxury indoors. Yeah. And they shred everything in the yeah, meantime. Yeah, no, that, that, that is the trade-off. <laughs> I could put them out of doors, and they would be dead in four years. That's generally the lifespan of an outdoor cat. Yeah, okay. Well, and indoors, they'll live to be 12, 13, maybe even 20. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I, I'm not arguing in favor of declined cats. I just don't. I don't. You know, well, as, I was, as with Mahler, you know, I, as I was told, neither of us really like cats very. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was told that that was the yeah. the wrong thing to well, do. Peta right? says cats should not be declawed. They say it's the primary way to defend themselves in an attack. Well, but to your point, yeah, it's they're, an indoor they're indoor cat, cats. Yeah. and the procedure can alter a cat's behavior and how they walk. But, I don't think yeah, that. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Veterinarians practicing declawing procedures could have their licenses revoked, mm. be suspended, or be subjected to a $5,000 fine under the bill. Additionally, manufacturers would not be able to test cosmetics on animals. That is good. Unless it is necessary under federal state law. And in that case, manufacturers would have to indicate animal testing on the product's labels. Okay. That's good enough. This is an interesting one. No pet rabbits will be sold during March and April. Okay, we know why. Yeah, right. so no right. Easter Bunny impulse buys. Yeah, exactly. Violations would be considered second-degree misdemeanors under the bill. Okay. Finally, the bill would establish a registry for people convicted of animal abuse. Registrants, registrants would remain on the list for three years after the first Mr. misdemeanor offense. That means if you sold a bunny, you'd be on an animal abuse list as far as I'm reading this. Five years after a first felony offense and 10 years after further offenses. <sighs> animal abuse registrants also would not be allowed to own or work with animals. So once you did a no-no, you wouldn't have any uh, now fun this, with your this, dog. This law, is this, we're still talking about Florida? Yeah. Okay. From BBC News, it's kind of a funny Aside here, okay. two top Spanish transportation officials have resigned over a botched order for new commuter trains that cost nearly $270 million. The trains could not fit into tunnels in the northern regions of Asturias and Cantabria. So they built the, well, they started to build the trains mm -hmm. and realized they were too big to travel around the country. Mm. The Spanish government says the mistake was spotted early enough to avoid a complete financial loss. However, the regions of Cantabria has demanded compensation. Don't blame it. The trains were ordered in 2020, but the following year, manufacturer CAF realized that the dimensions it had been given for the trains were inaccurate and stopped construction. Mm. Well, good for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. pretty... That's, yeah, that's good. I've hired them again, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. The rail network in northern Spain was built in the 19th century and has tunnels under the mountains uh, that do not match standard modern tunnel dimensions so that's what went on there mm. good <sighs> not that the tunnels aren't up to snuff but good that they did that and finally from the independent a group of university students in china have solved the woes of long distance love by inventing a cell device that gives users a virtual experience of kissing their partner the invention was patented by the Chengzhou Vocational Institute of Mechatronic Technology, a silicon device complete with a mouse-shaped module with no tongue is meant to mimic the pressure, movement, and temperature of a kisser's lips God. using sensors. The remote kissing devices run $42 each and work by pairing with a mobile app and plugging the kissing unit into the phone's charging port. <laughs> After pairing the device with their partner on the app, long-distance couples can upload their kisses using the device's mouth-shaped module and then transfers to the receiver's end. 
The machine can even transmit the sound of the user when they make the kiss. As an added bonus, strangers can anonymously exchange kisses in the kissing square function of the app. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review Podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.